On one occasion, Jesus withdrew with his disciples and put to them the question, Who do people say that I am? How one perceives and responds to Jesus uh, is of inestimable, indeed primal importance, both in time and in eternity. Peter got it right that day in the region of Caesarea Philippi, and we do well to join him in declaring that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. While paling in comparison to the magnitude of this question regarding Jesus' identity, I am asked with some frequency to describe Truett Seminary, not least by those who know or have heard something about us, but would like to know and hear more. Some five years ago now, I worked with faculty colleagues to capture and convey Truett's identity in a succinct statement. This morning, as we begin our 27th trip around the sun, I would like to state and seek to explicate this statement, which will lead me to speak in turn of that which vivifies and can unify our seminary family. Our identity statement, which some of you may have seen, is as follows. Baylor University's George W. Truett Theological Seminary is an orthodox, evangelical, multi-denominational school in the historic Baptist tradition embedded into a major research university. That's a lot, but I have a little time. <laughs> Foregoing commentary on the history of our university seminary and the namesakes thereof, which are lofty and lengthy considerations all their own, Allow me to begin to unpack this identity statement by focusing on a single word, school. I happen to like it. This makes my 50th consecutive year. True, it is first and foremost a school. But to speak of Truett as a skole, the Greek term from which our English word derives that originally meant, wait for it, leisure, it begs the question of what kind of school we actually are. Broadly speaking, in education speak, we are a graduate professional school, accredited by both the Southern Commission of Colleges and Schools, Commission on Colleges, SAC COC, you see why they abbreviate it, and the Association of Theological Schools in the United States and Canada, ATS, once again, we see why they abbreviate it. Truett Seminary offers both master's and doctoral education at the intersection of theory and practice, leading to the MA, the MTS, the MDiv, the DMIN, the PhD. Thus, we're a particular kind of graduate professional school. We call ourselves a seminary, a word derived from the Latin seminarium, meaning seedbed, sometimes nursery. The first known use of the English term was 1542. Those who first envisioned our school in the mid to late 1980s and early 1990s, especially Baylor's 12th president, 
Dr. Herbert Howe Reynolds, intentionally chose the word seminary in order to focus upon and emphasize ministerial training in concert with and in service of churches. Therefore, although Truett is a school and not a church, we, like Baylor University writ large, are pro-ecclesia, even as we are pro-texana. In a phrase, one that you will begin to see with increasing regularity, Truett is a seminary for the church in Texas and beyond. To speak of Baylor further, and to offer yet a thicker description of our seminary, that is, true it is an embedded school. We are a part of Baylor. Established in 1991, Truett began to offer classes in 1994 with 51 students enrolled as the seminary was housed at the First Baptist Church of Waco. As it happens, our seminary is one of the 12 schools and colleges that comprise Baylor University, which was founded, as Dr. Lefevre gets to tell, entering Baylor students year after year in 1845 in Independence, Texas, when Texas was still a republic. So Baylor, in our less humble moments, tends to boast, we've been a university longer than Texas has been a state. <laughs> what does it mean for us to be embedded into Baylor? Well, rather a lot. Time will not allow a fulsome response to this question, but suffice it to say that our school is both accountable to and buoyed by Baylor. Taken together to be an embedded seminary of Baylor University is of enormous benefit and advantage to Truett. What we might lose in autonomy as a standalone seminary is more than compensated for in the opportunity that is ours to be a part of a highly rated private Christian university that will soon become, if Illuminate has its way with us, a research one, tier one institution. That Truett Seminary is able to offer so much to our faculty, staff, students, and constituents is due in no small measure to the support and to the generosity of Baylor University, not least the Board of Regents and the Central Administration including President Livingstone and Provost Brickhouse. So whether or not you can don green and gold and exclaim Sikkim Bears, it is altogether fitting for each of us and for all of us to say thank you to Baylor regularly, sincerely. And you'll forgive us for not being able to say Gigamaggies or Hook'em Horns or Boomer Sooners especially not hook'em horns and boomer sooners in these days. The hearers understood. Interestingly, Baylor continues to describe itself as the world's largest Baptist university. Some might wonder how and if this can be done with integrity. Again, this is a multifaceted matter. 
Formally, Baylor in general and Truett in particular continue to be affiliated with the Baptist General Convention of Texas. Beyond regent representation and financial support, Baylor also enjoys a historic symbiotic relationship with Texas Baptists. Additionally, Truett Seminary works in concert with the BGCT to serve churches, especially Texas Baptist churches. Truett's living link then to the historic Baptist tradition of which our identity statement speaks is primarily through the ongoing partnership and fellowship we enjoy with our friends at the Baptist General Convention of Texas and hundreds of the 5,000 plus churches that comprise the convention. Having said that, our seminary also works with other Baptist bodies and assemblies who are willing to work with us, such as the Baptist World Alliance, the Baptist General Association of Virginia, the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship, Converge, and the American Baptist Convention. This is particularly true for, doctors, uh, for Dr. Homeyer and Reverend Bodenhammer in the Office of Ministry Connection relative to placement. Furthermore, even as Truett strives to serve students, churches, and organizations beyond the borders of the Lone Star State, we are beginning also to serve with greater intentionality and I trust effectiveness persons and congregations from other Christian denominations and communions, not least our friends in the Wesleyan tradition. Dr. John Upton, a Baylor graduate who currently serves as the executive director of the Baptist General Association of Virginia, speaks of the need for institutions and organizations to have, in a very fortunate phrase, both deep roots and green shoots. Even as Truett is deeply and gladly rooted in Baylor and Texas Baptist soil, we are also pleased to partner with others near and far, both inside and outside of Baptist life, who are willing to walk and work with us. Last summer, for example, the Wesley House of Studies was birthed at Truett, launched in Christian friendship and nurtured in ongoing fellowship under the able leadership of Drs. William J. Abraham and Rusty Freeman, and with the unflinching support of Reverend Ryan Barnett, the First United Methodist Church of Waco, and those in their collective spheres of connection and influence. This semester, no less than 19 Wesleyan students have come to study with us at Truett and to become an integral part of our seminary's student body. For you who are Methodist and Wesleyan friends, welcome. How can this be, one might wonder, given that there are any number of doctrinal differences between Baptists and Wesleyans, some of which are arguably consequential? Well, many things might be said in response to this question, but two things must be said. First of all, there are significant theological differences between Baptists, <laughs> some of which are substantial. You know the joke as well as I. 
Where there are two Baptists, there are at least three churches. <laughs> Secondly, even as the Baptist world has a broad theological spectrum, so does the Wesleyan one. Arguably, deep convictional congruence can sometimes eclipse denominational allegiance and shared theological, educational, and missional commitments can often enable multi-denominational cooperation and collaboration. While many, if not most Baptists, would maintain that they are not a creedal people, never mind the fact that at the first gathering of the Baptist World Alliance, the Apostles' Creed was said, most Baptists would feel much more comfortable saying something like, no creed but the Bible, no Lord but Christ. Even yet, most Baptists would acknowledge, if prompted, to say that they are a confessional people. Our seminary, for instance, has historically found its theological moorings in the 1963 Baptist faith and message. Beyond that confession is true its own statement of common faith, which reflects the consensus of the seminary's faculty and administration. Were one to read and reflect upon this statement, which appears on our website under 12 headings, one would unsurprisingly discover, well, a distinctly Baptist Protestant stamp. Therein, however, one also encounters what might accurately and fairly be labeled orthodox and evangelical. Both the terms orthodox and evangelical can be controversial and confusing and are thought by some as best avoided. Recognizing the inherent difficulty of employing both terms, I seek to clarify what I mean when using these words instead of foregoing them altogether. When I use the word orthodox, I, like many others, have in mind those beliefs and behaviors that most Christians in most places at most times have embraced and espoused. When employing the word evangelical, I am informed by our sometimes professor, Dr. David Bebbington, and his so-called Bebbington Quadrilateral, which identifies Biblicism, crucicentrism, conversionism, and activism as the four main traits or qualities of evangelicalism. Hopefully true its identity statement and this running commentary upon the same is helpful in understanding who we are. Be that as it may, I recognize both the statement and my reflections upon the same to, to be simply the start of beginning to grasp more fully true its necessarily multifaceted and complex identity. Set shortcomings are rectified, at least in part, by the more expansive document Vision for Life Together, which is also prominently displayed for reading and reference on our school's website. This piece, inspired in part by Dietrich Bonhoeffer's Life Together and composed by Truett Professor of Christian Theology, Dr. Kimlin J. Bender, in concert with a faculty committee, 
unpacks more fully that to which our seminary joyfully aspires and willingly commits. If you've yet to read and reflect upon it, I would encourage you to do so, but perhaps not just now. <laughs> One aspect of our seminary, that vision of life together, captures especially well. It's true its commitment to Christian community. Koinonia in Christ is part and parcel of the Truett DNA. Members of our seminary community experience and enjoy this life-giving force variously in classrooms, in chapel, in faculty and staff offices, in covenant group, in prayer, at meal tables, over coffee, in homes, in churches, in study sessions, in student organizations, in Waco, in Houston, in San Antonio, in Zoom rooms, during study abroad, in road trips, in waiting, in hospital rooms, at gravesides, at athletic contests and concerts, at work and at play, and on and on one can go. My hope is that the Truett community would continue to become an increasing part of your identity as you see this community as your family over time and over years. If Truett is animated and vivified by being a caring Christian community, it is simultaneously characterized and energized by a mutually reinforcing commitment to rigorous academic instruction and intentional spiritual formation. Not either or, but both and. Either side of the same coin. Ours is a school of faith and learning that values, in the words of Joseph Barber Lightfoot, both the highest reason and the fullest faith. Truett's faculty is comprised of gifted scholar-teachers and engaged pastor-practitioners who both stretch and support students as they prepare for the ministries into which the Lord is calling them. In addition to sharing with students what they think and believe, Truett's faculty teaches students how to think so that they will be able to grow up more fully into Christ's image and likeness. What Paul says of the Galatian Christians is no less the faculty's hope for you. I labor as a woman in birth pangs until Christ is formed in you. Rigid doctrination, indoctrination leading to lockstep uniformity Absolutely not. Careful instruction leading to Christ-like conformity and skillful ministry. Let it be. Dear Lord, let it be. Truett students are blessed to read and to consider sacred scripture often in Hebrew and Greek with expert guides. Even as they are able to examine with learned professors and skilled instructors writings from the likes of Ignatius and Tertullian, 
Augustine and Calvin, Luther and Wesley, Schleiermacher and Bauer, Bart and Bultmann, Newbegin and Bosch, Gupta and Gavinta, Gonzalez and Jennings, Brueggemann and Young, Mitchell and Myers, Craddock and Robinson, Wright and Macaulay, Foster and Bolsinger, and the list could go on and on and on, including many by our very own faculty. Students, as you read and read and read, and think and think and think, and write and write and write, and meet and meet and meet, and listen and listen and listen, and pray and pray and pray, you will grow and grow and grow. And before you know it, you will be increasingly equipped for the work and the witness that God has called you unto that drew you here in the first place. As some of our students are inclined to say, this is how we true it. Speaking of the Truett way, ethos or habitus, we not only value sound doctrine, Christian community, holistic pedagogy, but we also desire for our life together to be characterized and energized by curiosity, magnanimity, humility, fidelity, piety, and yes, charity. Questions are both welcomed and encouraged here. Difference and disagreement, though not discord or demonization, are anticipated and wanted at Truett, as is a gracious, humble, long-suffering spirit and a habit of heart that seeks to speak the truth in love. Speaking of love or agape, Paul describes it in the rightly praised text that Dr. Lefevre read earlier as a more excellent way. A hupabolein hadain. It is this way that gives rise to and brings forth the fruit of the Spirit, which begins with love but doesn't stop there. Its branches grow out to include and bear fruit of joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control against which there is no law at all. When asked by a scripture scholar to prioritize and in effect summarize the 613 commandments, the 365 prohibitions, the 248 admonitions that comprise the law, Jesus responded with a twofold command to love. To love, that is to value and esteem the one true God with every fiber of one's being, heart and mind and soul and strength. Not just a riff upon the Shema in Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5, a citation of the same. And then, to love one's neighbor as oneself, based upon Leviticus 19, 18. And in so doing, becoming the first teacher that we know of in Jewish or human history 
to conjoin love of God with love of neighbor. In the stairwell closest to us, as you walk up and down and up and down if you're able, you will see hung on the walls now two twin commands. Love of God. Love of neighbor. And my hope is that we would hide these commands in our hearts so that we might manifest them in our lives. Ultimately, who true it is and what our seminary does collectively is predicated and contingent upon who we are and what we do individually. Prior to this remarkable passage that Paul composed, now known to us as 1 Corinthians 13, the apostle compares the body of Christ, the church, to the human body. While, as noted earlier, Truett Seminary is not a church, we do well as Christ followers in a community committed to study and to ministry to aspire to care for and to be concerned about one another, to weep with those who weep, to rejoice with those who rejoice, to suffer with those who suffer, and through it all to honor one another, even as God in Christ has welcomed us. As with the human body, we all have a part to play in our seminary community. We will not, or at least I will not, play that part perfectly. We will think misguided thoughts. We will speak inapt words. We will take ill-advised steps. And we will form discordant chords. And as we do, we will also need to forge ahead together to be who we are becoming. A community of faith and learning being formed more fully into the image and likeness of Jesus, realizing full well that now we see in a glass enigmatically. It's just a cloudy pain. The Corinthians, no less than we, can polish the bronze fully enough to see clearly. But then we will see face to face. Recognizing that although now we know in part when completeness comes, we will know fully, even as we are fully known, and then all shall be well, and all manner of thing will be well. We will, seen, we will soon see that this convocation address and our seminary hymn composed and led by Dr. York in similarly. As we seek and strive to be all that we might be, both collectively and individually, may the end mark our every beginning until God brings all things to culmination and completion through Jesus Christ our Lord, by the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen.